Well, hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another episode of The Genius Life. I'm your host, Max Lugavere, a filmmaker, health and science journalist, and the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Genius Foods. In this episode of the show, I'm super excited to introduce you to my friend, Robin Chauvin. Robin is the founder of Charlotte's Book, a health and wellness resource that publishes expert-written beauty-related content for women and also discusses the ins and outs of various cosmetic procedures openly and without judgment. She's also the founder of Halo Sport. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I'm obsessed with this drink. It tastes great and provides trace minerals for keeping hydrated with no added sugar or garbage artificial sweeteners. Over the course of the next 45 minutes, we're going to discuss how Robin went from a soul-sucking job of 14 years in the finance industry to building the startups of her dreams in beauty and wellness, the downsides of common sports drinks and why Robin felt the market was ripe for innovation, the health benefits of a strange Indian berry that you'll surely hear a lot more about in the coming months, the specific conditions under which you may need to pay particular attention to your hydration status, and so much more. This was a really fun discussion, and Robin's tale of entrepreneurship is going to be something that I'm sure many of you are going to find inspiring. And of course, we go into some of the details of hydration and nutrition and electrolyte status, all that stuff, and so much more. So I'm pumped. But before we get into it, guys, there are three major ways that you can support The Genius Life, and I would appreciate if you were to do any or all of them. The first way that you could support is by going to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and by leaving a rating and a review. Hopefully, I've earned a four or maybe even a five-star review from you, and by leaving that review, you're going to help draw new listeners to the show because nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. The second way that you can support this show is by going to maxlugavere.com and by joining my newsletter. By joining my newsletter, you guys are going to get front row access to all of my latest projects, research that I think you ought to know about, products that I am digging and that I think that you should consider checking out, the latest episodes of my podcast, and so much more. We live in an algorithm-driven world on social media, and newsletters are great because they are the last bastion of algorithm-free connection, aside from, you know, us actually hanging out in the real world, of course. And the third way that you can support this podcast is by sharing it. Take a screen grab, post it up on your Instagram stories, tweet out a link, share it on Facebook if you're still using that. And there are ways that you can spread the word about the Genius Life IRL as well. If you happen to have a water cooler in your office, hang out there as you hydrate, sipping that delicious H2O, wait for a few coworkers to coalesce, and then tell them about this podcast. Word of mouth is the strongest form of marketing there is, and by you helping spread the word about what we're doing here at The Genius Life, well, it's only going to help me grow it and continue to bring you the best content possible. See, in the end, it all comes back to you. All right, guys, without further ado, I'm super excited to introduce you to my friend, Robin Chauvin. I hope you enjoy our discussion. Here we go. Robin, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. On The Genius Life. All right, so I'm a big fan of Halo Sport, but I want to get into your life story and sort of like how you came to create this product and then, of course, Charlotte's book. Where do I begin? Um, my life story. So I actually started my life story in finance. I worked um, in JP, JP Morgan for about 14 years of my life. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I know. I worked on the uh, on the trading desk, so a, a bit different, a lot different than, than what I do now. Um, so yeah, uh, every day I woke up about 6am and I was there probably until about 7pm. I've always been into health and fitness obsessively. Um, even in that part of my life, I probably worked out one to two times a day. Um, and always, you know, ate healthy, but I spent my career there. I was there from 2000 to 2014. Mm. And then I decided to just leave the finance world and do something else with my life. Um, primarily because I was just kind of 
beaten down and the lifestyle wasn't for me and um, just had to kind of like depart and, 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 and do something else. So I left that world and then I decided to take some classes at uh, SVA Wow. and some coding classes and design classes just to kind of do something else completely different and just use my brain differently. What was that like though, leaving the safety net of the oh. you know, salaried nine to five job for 14 years and then venturing out on your own? Uh, it was really hard. It was a really big decision for me, a really big struggle. Um, because when you, when, when you're at a big corporate company for that long, um, you know, you build up so much goodwill. Um, and I was a woman and I was a woman in a senior position and they'll kind of, you know, they, they want to keep you there. You're, you're a scarce commodity. Um, so that was a really, a really big decision to sort of leave that safety net and to obviously leave, um, the, the, the nice financial security of a Wall Street job. Um, so that was that was a big struggle for me um, to kind of make the move and say, um, you know, at the time I was 35, I guess. Um, and I was like, okay, I either have to stay here and I'll be here, you know, forever and I'll be like a lifer, a Wall Street lifer, or, I, you know, I kind of just have to make the move and cut the cord and rip off the Band-Aid and take the risk and do something else, um, which was hard because I think there's that sort of mental struggle where a lot of people don't sort of love going to work every day and, and you kind of have to have that trade off, but I just kind of decided to just go for it. Um, and that was, it was stressful. Oh, I'm glad that I did it. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it was a really, really big decision. Hmm. So you started taking classes and then I started taking classes, which was fun. Cause I just sort of felt like I could use my brain again. I think, you know, you get in a routine sometimes with the nine to five job where, you know, you're just kind of checking the box every day. Um, so to just sort of learn something new and just do, you know, sort of develop a new skill set um, was great. But, um, you know, I kind of went to class and was like the oldest person in class and sitting there every day and, and going through. So it was kind of a new experience for me that I hadn't had in a while. Um, and uh, but it was great. I mean, I loved it. Just sort of learning anything new and using my brain again was great. Um, and I did that for. Gosh, a few months, I would say. And then um, I started um, working on my website. I've always been, you know, interested in health and beauty and, and I'm an anti-aging obsessive, um, as many women are. And uh, really just wanted to create a website that spoke to a little bit more of like a 35 and older community of women versus which I think a lot of beauty and wellness websites speak a, a gear a bit younger. And um, I didn't know anything about anything other than like the few little like coding classes or design classes that I took. So just really um, sort of worked to throw up a website. No clue how hard it was to actually like get traffic or eyeballs or even any consideration of that. When I was at JP Morgan, I actually worked with um, energy companies. So I spent most of my time like visiting oil wells and refineries, like not even remotely close to what I'm doing now. Wow. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, completely new, like a very, very, very steep learning curve. Wow. So when you launched the, was it called Charlotte's book from the get go? From the get go. I mean, it's gone through a lot of iterations. Um, originally started out primarily mostly as, um, a directory platform where we would list doctors and nutritionists and, you know, dermatologists, plastic surgeons, anything in that sort of cosmetic health and wellness space. Wow. Um, but then I soon learned that you have to create content 
to get people to visit your site, right? <laughs> Which sounds very obvious, but from someone coming from a completely different background, um, you know, I think I had that mentality of like, oh, if you build it, they will come sort of thing, which is completely false. Um, and then, uh, then I started working on content and originally we were producing all the content in house, primarily focused on anti-aging, um, which most women are looking for on the internet, um, very aggressively. We do a lot of work on cosmetic treatments and, um, uh, dermatology and lasers and, and surgery. And so a lot of people are searching for that stuff. So we, we kind of populated the site with all this content and then it just sort of took a while to get moving. Uh, I was really fortunate at the time. Um, my dear friend, Michelle Promaleco <laughs> was editor of Yahoo health and, um, and Bobby Brown was editor of Yahoo beauty at the time. And, uh, they, uh, and, and Bobby Brown is a contributor on my site now and, and, and she, she really liked it. And so they actually put me into the, um, the Yahoo syndication networks and the Yahoo beauty channel and then the Yahoo health channel. Wow. And so that helped a lot with that content, um, you know, getting exposure and, and primarily, you know, so much of our content is focused on anti-aging because we focus on the 35 plus crowd, which you know, maybe a traditional beauty outlet, you know, a small percentage of it is, you know, anti-aging focused where it's more product driven or, um, other things that speak to a little bit younger. So it was great. They really loved having that content, you know, pull up on those platforms. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, of all the anti-aging trends that you, that you've written about that, that your site covers, I mean, what are some of the more salient things that you've learned about how to, you know, how, how to, slow down the rate at which we age? Uh, well, you know, one thing that I do on the site um, that I think that a lot of other sites do is we not only talk about um, eating and fitness and health and wellness and sort of everything, but we also put in that very openly cosmetic treatments where what I found is really interesting is that a lot of people um, kind of silo the two. Like if you're in, if you eat healthy and organic and you eat, you know, everything green, um, you're embarrassed to maybe admit that you get Botox or a treatment or something and you kind of like secretly, you know, put it under the rug. Um, whereas like we kind of embrace everything and be like, just own it and do whatever you need to do. And so we kind of speak to the, to the woman that's, you know, cutting, you know, all sugar from her diet because that's, you know, a huge contributor to, to, uh, to aging and glycation in your body. Um, we, you know, that woman's also eating organic and she's exercising regularly, like all the things that are important. Um, but she's also, you know, using her resources of cosmetic treatments also. Um, and so they kind of speak to both sides of it. So I'm a big fan of both and I'm very open about both of those things that I do. Like I get lasers regularly and I get Botox and I get fillers and I get all this stuff and I'm totally not ashamed to admit it. Um, but I'm also insane about, you know, my fitness regimen and what I eat and in, you know, not put anything bad in my body also. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think it's super important not to, you know, stigmatize plastic surgery and things like that. Yeah. I, but I, I find it hard to like, I have a friend who just had her breast implants removed an explant mm -hmm. because she suffered from breast implant illness which I think is like this thing that not many people are talking about. Yep. Yep. And so I don't, you know, I mean, it's, it would be hard for me to like, you know, if, if, if somebody comes to me and is like, you know, I feel like I really need to get this done. Right. It would be hard for me to, to, 
go with something like that. I don't know now, just knowing what she's experienced. Absolutely. Well, we talk a lot about breast implants are a big one on our site that we talk about personally, mentally. I, if for breast implants on my side, I always say like, if you're going to do something, do saline, because if something happens with a saline implant in your body, like nothing will happen to you. Hmm. Right. So, but nobody does that anymore. They all go to silicone and there's other things that can happen. But, um, it's just hard because I think people are so judgy about it where I think you can never understand sort of sometimes like what a woman is going through, you know, and what they need and and what's going on. And so we try to just really talk about both sides and we'll have a doctor that talks, you know, very negatively about the dangers of it and talks very openly. And we'll, we'll always try to say, you know, talk about both sides of the issue. Yeah. Super cool. On the way over here, I was looking at the side, I was reading about labioplasties. <laughs> well, cause it's, it's, it's hard. Cause <laughs> even on, on certain, the same topic, I mean, very, you know, great doctors, you can have two doctors that I think are great and I respect them both and they have very differing opinions. Hmm. And so that's what makes it really hard. There's just, there's so much misinformation out there and not, maybe not just misinformation, but also just differing opinions. Yeah. Super, super great. And so when did you then venture into like the product space and, and developing Halo Sports? So um, I am, I, I work out obsessively. And um, so I was going to, you know, the gym regularly and also going to a lot of sort of PR and fitness and wellness events because of my site and just, you know, exposed to so many of the new consumer products in the market. And, you know, I'm a finance person. And so I think about that kind of stuff regularly. And when I was at a lot of events and, and, um, seeing the options out there for myself, it was sort of interesting to me that, you know, it's really a sea of all kinds of waters, you know, from alkaline water and pH water and, and all this stuff. There's a million bottled waters. Um, and then there's tons of coconut water. Um, there's a, you know, gazillion kombuchas. And then there was kind of a sea of other sort of up and coming products like, you know, um, you know, a maple water or birch, birch water or something sort of niche. And so, um, it kind of, it was interesting to me that, um, well, one, what I want to drink something after a workout to get something uh, like a more than water option, a a hydration option. Um, the, really the only thing to me was that was available was coconut water and coconut water has so many calories in it. It's great. I know it's an, it's a, it's a natural product, but for me as a incredibly calorie conscious female, um, you know, downing a bottle of coconut water after I work out. It's like, you know, like, why did I just work out? You know? So, um, but I don't always want to drink water. Well, one from a taste profile, like I'd like something that tastes better or different and also just something that has more of a functional profile to it. So that was sort of, you know, sort of came, came into my being of like, wow, there's really nothing to reach for anymore because in the old, um, you know, the category of that sort of sports drinks or sports hydration is just really dated and old and no health conscious sort of modern consumer would ever pick up a sports drink, you know, a Gatorade or a Powerade or a Body Armor for so many obvious reasons other than sugar and the artificial colors. And it's just disgusting. And even there's a smattering even of like, you know, I see, you know, vitamin water zero or something like that, which, you know, doesn't really have any vitamins in it and it has coloring and it has, you know, erythritol. I mean, there's just so many bad things in that as well. So that's kind of where it came from where I was like, wow, there's nothing for me to really pick up after a workout that I'd like to drink. Um, and then also thinking about it from a business perspective, um, 
you know, it's such a big category, the sports drink market. I think in the U.S. it's an $8 billion market. And it's, it's you know, almost 80% dominated by, by Gatorade. And it's just a stale, you know, product. It's an interesting category that just, like, hasn't been disrupted. So that's sort of where the idea generated from was, you know, how do you create um, a modern, you know, a, a modern sports hydration beverage that appeals to someone like me? Yeah. I mean, those companies are so big. They're like too big to fail. They have all this money. They put their product in the hands of all the like top athletes that people love. They're also too big to innovate. Right. Yeah. I mean, even their sugar-free version, which is, I guess, the newer iteration. Yeah. They're loaded with artificial colors and Splenda, right? They're all sweetened with sucralose, Yes. (laughs) which is like the worst. So. And even Gatorade Gatorade Organic, I mean, it still has... It's organic sugar, but it still has tons of sugar in it, right? So it's kind of like a small improvement, but not really. Like, I'm still not going to drink it. Yeah. People used to think that there was, like, this really um, narrow post-workout, quote-unquote, window of opportunity where you had to eat sugar right after a workout in order to replenish, like, the the stored sugar in your muscle. But we now know that actually that window is, is much wider than was originally thought. And so I think, you know, if you need carbs after a workout to power through your, your, your high intensity training, your, you know, sports practice, whatever, just eat, get your carbs from real food. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's another thing too, that I, that I talk about a lot is, you know, if, if after I'm done with a workout, um, if I do want to eat carbs or sugar, I'd like the, the consumer choice to not get it from my beverage. Right. So if I'm going to reach for like a, a hydration or even if, if I want that, well then, then I can pick up a, a bar or a smoothie or something else that is, is, is healthier for you than getting it all in my, you know, disgusting Gatorade bottle. Yeah. Yeah. So what else have you found to be helpful for, you know, like the hydration aspect? So, well, so the thinking about how to formulate this, it was actually really, really challenging um, because it was like, how do you get, you know, all the electrolytes and all these benefits um, and what do we put in the bottle? but then strip out everything else and all the sugar, but still make it taste good so someone wants to drink it. It's actually a really, really challenging task. Um, And I also wanted to formulate this so that way it was made for that sort of everyday person. So, you know, when you talk about like the Gatorades and the PowerAge and you look at who they market to, they're marketing to these really top, you know, athletes and, you, you know, think of football players and basketball players and these people that are, you know, potential, you know, many, many hours of the day. And so maybe if they consume more calories and things like, you know, that that's for them. But for me, you know, if I'm working out an hour a day, it's not part of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we thought about coming together of what should go in the bottle, it was like thinking about for that, uh, what we call, you know, at, at Halo, the everyday, you know, wellness warrior. So, you know, the person that's going to, you know, Equinox or spinning or running or whatever it is, they're not necessarily, you know, um, doing five hours of, of basketball practice that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also work with a lot of fitness and health experts on Charlotte's book. And so I reached out to a lot of them to say, you know, what would you want to see in here? And what would want to, what would you want in the drink? Um, and they had so much amazing, you know, so much input, um, that was really essential to getting this in here and, and, um, when you look at our advisory board of experts that we have, um, Carrie Glassman, our nutritionist, um, Dr. Amy Shaw's integrative um, uh, health expert focusing on gut health. And so I had, you know, worked with them a lot on the site and so really reached out to them for, you know, help and, you know, what should be in here and more importantly, what should not be in here. Um, and one of the big things that really came back was, 
um, the composition of the electrolytes. I mean, a Gatorade, or, you know, it's really just has like sodium citrate and sugar and like mm. that's what's in a Gatorade. So, um, you know, I take magnesium every day. Mm. Um, I just, it, it makes my whole life better. If I don't take it, like I can feel the difference. And so this is, you know, a much more sort of complete profile of, of electrolytes. So we have sea salt, magnesium, and potassium. Um, and because we wanted to make it, you know, for that everyday person, we also have um, trace minerals in here. And then I was like, okay, well, why not stop there? Like, let's put antioxidants in the bottle, you know, like make it sort of like a one-stop thing because, um, you know, otherwise for me, you know, I want my electrolytes after I work out. Well, I want, I need antioxidants too. If I'm drinking a, you know, a smoothie or a juice or something, well, I pick up like a berry smoothie and that's like 200 calories also. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was like, how do I get all of that? But like strip all the calories and sugar away. I like it. And people are super obsessed with uh, keto diets right now, which, you know, like you can't have any carbs on a keto diet. And that, along with other things that we do today, frequently act as diuretics, right? Like when you're on a keto diet, you need more electrolytes. When you're um, drinking coffee and you're peeing a lot, you need more electrolytes. When you're sweating and you're, you know, and if you're working out vigorously, men tend to sweat more than women. But, you know, we all love these like workout classes today that act like, you know, these like masochistic things where we're just like drenched in sweat afterwards. I'm a huge fan of sauna. I go into the sauna regularly. And so, yeah. So, I mean, there's all these different things that cause uh, elect- electrolyte loss. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you come out of the sauna, you know, I'm a, I'm a big um, infrared sauna fan as well. I do it regularly. And um, for me, when I come out, like, yeah, like water is just not going to do the job when I come out of the sauna. And, you know, I just, don't want to like chug a coconut water. I mean, not even just from the sugar and calories for just from a pure taste profile. It's just, I just don't like it that much. What did you say before we started rolling? It, 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 it tastes like water that's been in someone else's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I, I, I actually, I like coconut water. Okay. But I, yeah, but I, I agree that sometimes it depends on the, I guess the brand. Um, but yeah, coconut so, water from a Coke, like if you're in Thailand and you have some coconut water, it's great. It's great. Um, but I think some of the, you know, sort of packaged coconut water by the time it's getting here, some brands are better than others. But e- even so, it's, you know, when I talk to women um, drinking it or, or, or even when I drink it, it's kind of like a once in a while thing. Um, it's certainly not like an every day I'm going to slam it down type of thing. And when I was testing this um, in gyms and with a lot of our experts, that was a big one for me. Um, um, which is actually a, 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 ter- a formulation was like, is it, is it chuggable? Um, which it's totally different when you're drinking it. You know, if we sit here and we drink it warm and we're having just sort of like a casual session versus when you come out of the sauna or you just finished a workout and you're dripping in sweat and you really want to chug something down, it's a different taste experience. And so to get that, and so, you know, we got to a point where people, they were, they were taking it, um, and they said, like, like, yeah, I slammed the whole thing. Um, and that comes really from, you know, not only the taste profile, but also a lot of, um, drinks, um, I won't mention their names, but even organic ones, they'll use, um, and I, I hate this, but they use erythritol and that, um, gives it that almost like, aside from the fact that it's bad from your gut health, almost that kind of like 
artificial sort of filminess in your mouth where some of those drinks, like if you drink a vitamin water zero or something, you see it, like people never finish the bottle. Like you always see half of the bottle left Mm. because they'll sort of drink half of it and be like, yeah, I'm not really into this. Um, And so having this sort of real chuggability um, was a a big uh, thing for me to get down. It's super tasty. It's organic. I Have you thought about making it in glass? I was just curious because I talk a lot about you know lately i've become kind of obsessed with like the endocrine disrupting nature of certain plastic compounds and you know i love bringing like no joke guys i love bringing halo sport to like the sauna with me but i won't bring it into the sauna sauna. because it's obviously in a a plastic bottle yeah yeah so that's actually one of our big initiatives for this year we are one percent for the planet our company but um we are looking into tetra packs or aluminum or moving into a more um uh, green packaging i guess glass wouldn't be that practical for a sports beverage right glass. You drop it then... well there's two things for glass. yeah glass we I, I looked at glass but glass one um yeah it's not that practical to bring into the gym and for sports because if you drop a bottle or you're something screwed, like that yeah. you're yeah you're totally screwed it's not that safe um and just in general you know shipping and 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 the from a cost component it really adds a lot of weight so um, glass is probably not in our future, mm. um, but we are looking at other options for sure. Nice. Yeah. And and one thing I didn't mention as well, just in terms of the formulation, um, the, the base of the drink is organic lemon juice, where other drinks that you see sort of in the organic world um, will still use a coconut water base or they'll have coconut sugar. Um, and, you know, every single nutritionist on my site or every health expert I've ever spoken to and myself included, like I drink water with lemon every morning. So it was kind of a natural thing. So even though, you know, this is really designed to be this sort of post-workout, you're dripping in sweat hydration beverage. I mean, like I drink a lemon one every morning, Hmm. like whether I'm working out or not that day, usually I am. Um, Just because that was sort of part of my habit. Like I drank lemon water in the morning. I took, you know, antioxidants. I you know, I put the trace minerals in my water. I was kind of like doing this every day anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I do that too. Especially when I'm on like a low carb sort of version of my diet. I'd start every morning with a little bit of a, like, you know, real salt or something. Exactly. In my water. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So it's kind of nice because I kind of just sort of took a lot of these habits that I already had and then, you know, worked with a lot of the health and fitness experts that we had. Um, And they gave really great feedback. I mean, at the time also, um, we work with a trainer, um, Amy Rosoff Davis. Um, she, um, she, w- she was telling me that sh- she trains so many women, um, after they've just had a baby and they're trying to get back into shape. And, uh, I guess when you're, when you're breastfeeding, you need electrolyte replenishment. And she said, can you make sure that it, you know, it's safe for breastfeeding because a lot of them don't want to drink coconut water because they're trying to, they're trying to lose weight, but they want electrolyte replenishment. Um, you know, it, she's like, I'm horrified. Even if when I buy Pedialyte, Pedialyte has artificial colors in it. Um, so, you know, we actually went back and went through and made sure sort of everything was, was pregnancy safe and things like that. Cause we actually had something in the drink that wasn't, and I took it out. Um, so it was really such like such a collaboration from so many people that it was great to have sort of all that real testing. How, is there any way that you can tell subjectively that you are in need of electrolytes? Like, Ooh. I mean, when I, when I do a, a, a you know, like a prolonged session in the sauna. Sometimes I walk out feeling kind of lightheaded, a little dysphoric, you know. And um, also in the mornings when I wake up and I'm low carb, I can kind of tell, you know, like if I'm uh, sort of lacking focus maybe that a little bit of salt in my water kind of helps. Yeah. 
Um, I would say for me personally, I think it's more um, like cramping. Hmm. I mean, that's for me when I don't take enough, like when I don't take enough magnesium, I can feel, you know, the difference in my body. And I can say what's, what's interesting is with a lot of people, I tell people drink this for 30 days and you will feel better. And I think a primary reason is, um, a lot of people are magnesium deficient. Hmm. Um, I can feel the difference in my sleep. I can feel the difference. I get headaches. Um, I, I cramp more. And also because we have the, um, the trace minerals in here, a lot of people are deficient in, in those trace minerals because we don't eat as much as we try, we don't go outside and like pick our tomatoes, you know, from the, from the soil anymore. Right. And we're not, we're not like, you know, eating from, from the ground. And so, um, to have that sort of, you know, all the trace minerals in here and to sort of have that as part of your diet. This has, yeah. 15% of your, of your daily need, magnesium needs in one bottle. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that having that as, as part of everyday being, when I tell people to do that, they'll actually tell me, they're like, yeah, I legitimately feel better. That's so cool. What, and tell me about this like weird berry that you guys have included <laughs> that I'd never heard of until you told me about it. The omla berry. Yeah. What, yeah. What is that? So I really, you know, we wanted this again to be something, you know, for that everyday, you know, wellness word that fills all your needs. And I wanted to put, you know, really powerful antioxidant in the bottle. So I, I researched um, as much as I could and um, ended up sourcing the amla berry, otherwise known as the Indian gooseberry, um, which is incredibly high in antioxidant value. I think it's 75 times a goji berry. Yeah, um, we actually have, we have we have 250 milligrams of uh, organic amla berry extract in, in each bottle. Wow. And, um, you know, it's. It's uh, it's colorless, it's it's flavorless, um, and so it doesn't really disrupt um, the, the product at all, and it's really really powerful, um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing for you. I think it's sixty times as powerful as a pomegranate. Wow, that's pretty. I mean, pomegranates are pretty potent. Yeah, I yeah. Was, omelet berries are super sour, right? I was reading so that if you find them in a store, normally Correct. they're covered with tons and tons of sugar. Yeah, but you don't get the sugar. When, you know, in the extract. No, well, it is, it's very sour. And that's why, you know, formulating this was, was such a balance because if you, if you drank this naked with all of the electrolytes in the omelet berry, like you would, you would, you would not want to drink it at all. But, um, the, the lemon juice is acidic. And so it balances out all the saltiness of the electrolytes and sort of the, the, the omelet berry. And then we, um, the whole bottle has two grams of sugar and that just comes naturally from the lemon juice. Uh, so that sort of helps out balance the flavor profile a lot. So your story is like super inspiring and I, <laughs> the product is great. Like I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening that have ideas for products that they that they would love to see like on yeah. the market and manifest as like a physical thing. So I mean, what are some tips to aspiring entrepreneurs that maybe want to, you know, do something like this? Like how do you, how do you take this from like idea to reality? Um, I would say, um, first of all, you have to, a hundred percent quit your day job. Um, <laughs> cause I think a lot of people, um, I get, you know, a lot of people come to me with product ideas and, you know, I think everybody can have an idea. It's the execution mm. that matters. Um, you know, a, a good idea, um, doesn't mean anything if no one is, is going to see it. Um, and I think conversely, someone can have really, uh, 
quite frankly, not the best idea. And if they have amazing execution, you know, they can get it done. So I think, um, it's, it's a lot about like, you have to quit your day job and you really have to commit. Um, and I think you can't underestimate, um, how important it is to get your product in front of people. Um, cause I think that's really the biggest mistake I see with people is that they think that just the idea and sort of coming up with the concept is, is sort of like just a, a, a lot of the work and it's just so much more than that. Um, but I think one thing too is, you know, before I started working on this, I, I must've went to, you know, every ingredient supply show I could find, you know, every trade show, you know, everything in the space to, you know, just sort of research as much as I could and make as many connections as I could, um, and sort of leverage and, and learn, um, from everything that's out there. And, um, uh, you know, the development um, can only take you so far and just really sort of think out your process and plan and be be as strategic as possible. Hmm. Yeah, there's this great quote. I think it's like Thomas Jefferson. And it's something like genius is, you know, or, or success is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, when I, when I was going to, um, you know, we're about to, to um go to Expo West uh, next month in Anaheim. And, oh, dope. And, I'll be there. Oh, you will? Yeah. You have to come by our booth. Yeah, I will. Yeah. And, you know, this is probably, you know, I've been going to that for, for several years just, now. Just for listeners who've never seen Expo West, can you just, yeah. do, have you been? Yes. Okay. Could you, could you just, just describe it? To, to me, it's like unlike anything I've ever seen uh, Expo West is, is amazing. So um, I kind of describe it to people as like walking through like the biggest whole foods on planet earth (laughs) where you can sample and try every product. But, um, I mean, it's essentially, it's every natural product that potentially could be on the market all in one place. Um, it's held in Anaheim every year and it takes up, I don't know, maybe five different hotels. I mean, it's a huge event. It's five days long. You can barely cover it in that much time, but it's everything from supplements to beauty products, to beverages, to snacks, to food, anything in the natural space, um, in the consumer products world is there. Um, and it's the biggest show, you know, of the year and people travel from all over the world, you know, from, you know, not only just the U S and Europe and Asia and, you know, just to go to that show. Hmm. Um, and it's just an overwhelming amount of products. But for me, I I love it because it's literally just like you can sample and drink and eat every, you know, uh, food and product there is. And you get to go home with so much stuff. So (laughs) much stuff. So much stuff. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah, we're really excited about it, but I had, I mean, this will be my third or fourth time going to this show. I mean, I, I, I went to these shows a lot um, before starting to develop the product just to talk to people and even, you know, talk to young um, entrepreneurs and people there displaying their products and ask about their challenges and what's, you know, been their biggest issue um, and just try to, you know, foresee as many of those those things as possible um, because um, it is it is a hard sort of journey to navigate, especially when you haven't done it before. So I think really trying to get ahead of that learning curve, because I think I didn't do that with, with my website. I think I kind of dove head first. Um, and my learning curve was so steep that I think the second time around in, in creating a product, it's kind of, you have to be aware of like, know what you don't know and try to get that. Now, I'm also very fortunate. Um, you know, I'm the chief product officer. My partner, uh, Anshuman, who's the CEO, is a, is a veteran in the consumer product space. 
um, he came from the alcohol world. And so, um, we, you know, he, he has a expertise in the, you know, in the consumer product space as well. That's awesome. So it's yeah. like, it's helpful to team up with somebody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was another thing too, that I kind of learned, um, from my website was like, I'll never do anything alone ever mm-hmm. again. And, you know, having a, a partner, um, really changes the game. And I would say, you know, my partner, Anshwan probably say the same thing. And, um, we actually met each other, um, the first day of training at JP Morgan in June of 2000. Um, so, uh, from a long time ago, a long time ago. So we have a, a long history together and work well together. And so I think, you know, having, having a partner, um, makes all the difference as well. It's amazing. So you guys, you can have, you can be in a crazy industry like finance, totally diametrically opposed to what it is that you really want to do and end up being successful, right? If you just put your nose to the grindstone, so to speak. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, get, that's what it is. Get to work. And I think because, you know, I have the finance background. Um, yeah, I mean, people show me their, their pitch books and their products and, you know, constantly from, you know, the new CBD, you know, face oil to the, you know, from beauty products to, to food products. And, um, I think the biggest thing, you know, I, I say to them, is like, the, the idea, it doesn't matter if it's the best idea in the world. Like you really have to understand how hard it is to execute that idea and be aware of all that work that's involved. How essential to the process for you was failure? I think no matter how smart you are and how experienced you are, um, you're always going to do things wrong. A hundred like it, there's just no doubt. So I think, um, it's just your ability to learn from those mistakes as fast as possible. Um, and I think our, our team and, and is really great at that. I mean, we iterate uh, immediately to say, you know, if you put something out and you say this isn't working, you got to change it and, 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 and move on as fast as possible. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So, so where can people check out uh, Halo Sport and taste it? Um, they can um, visit. Uh, we are in about, oh, 125, 150 locations in New York. We're in my, New York and Miami um, and halosport.com. Do we have a code? I think we Max? do. Halo Max. Halo Max, which gives us yeah, baby, twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. So visit halosport.com. Um, yeah. Halosport.com/slash/discount/slash/halomax, or just use promo code Halomax, and you guys will get to save twenty percent off of Halo Sport. Halo Max. Halo Max. <laughs> I like that. It's yeah. Got a, it's got sort I of like a, it. a ring to it. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, so we're about out of time. Okay. So how can listeners connect with you uh, if they want to ask you questions? If, if you want to ask me questions, obviously visit charlottesbook.com. We send out our weekly newsletter on health and beauty and treatments. And you can read about labioplasty. You can read about labioplasty. You can read about intermittent fasting. Wow. Um, you can read about um, all kinds of stuff on there. The, the content's great. Now... The other thing that we do on, on, on Charles' book is actually the content comes from all our experts. So about 80% of it is coming from the nutrition and health and doctor world. So they're actually our writers. Great. Um, so um, Do you still find the time to write for your own site? I do. Hmm. I do. I write, oh gosh, I, pro- I try to maybe write once a month for my site. And then I write a column on the justbobby.com platform as well. Um, the Girlfriend's Guide. So I think I did the girlfriend's guide to losing your wine weight in the last one. Your son, yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I, I try to, but yeah, I'm always busy, but yeah, connecting with me, um, through my website, you can email me, my Instagram handle, Robin Chauvin. 
Robin Chauvin, nice. Yeah. Um, all right, final question. What does it mean to you, Robin Chauvin, to live a genius life? A little more philosophical. Wow, to live a genius life. I probably should have prepared for that question, huh? I like it. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised, you know. Um, what it means to me. Um, I would say what it means to me is um, I th- I think a big part for me is just kind of always be learning because um, I think people, um, it, it sounds easy, but I think it's it's a, it's a difficult thing to do. So I think uh, sort of uh, always be learning and always kind of, you know, moving ahead. Yeah, I like that. I get, sometimes I get a weird response to that question, actually. I've had, I've, when I've asked it to uh, a PhD and an MD, they both were taken aback. They thought that I was implying that they were geniuses and it made them very self-conscious. Oh. And like what that, what that I means. would never think that you were thinking that of me. Well, no, <laughs> you are. I do think that of you. But it's just like, uh, they were like, well, I can't comment on that because I'm not, you know. But it's just really funny how like some people uh, can can respond, you know, to, What's to the qu- what Wasn't there a quote like you're the you're the sum of like the, the five people around you or yes. your, right? Which yeah. I think is really important. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You've got a good tribe, a good five people. Yeah. 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 Our, our, our team is amazing. Um, and I think, you know, I think just sort of being inspired by the people around you and, and moving ahead. And, and I think that's just really important. Well, you are awesome. Congrats on the success of uh, Halo Sport. And um, I look forward to following its progress. Great. And um, we'll hang out at Expo West. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Thanks for being here, Robin. Great. To all you guys out there in podcast land, thank you so much for listening. I value your time and attention. As always, spread the word about the genius life. Try Halo Sport. Again, it's promo code Halo Max. You'll really dig it. I genuinely like it. Um, And yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.